When I first laid my eyes on you I knew fate had made one too This much I know is true When I first laid my eyes on you I knew love brought life renewed This much I know is true Love and fate will save us And we will always be enough And now that we're together We will never be apart Romeo and Juliet Lovers till the very end I stand beside you, my best friend Act 5 If I may trust the flattering truth of sleep, my dreams presage some joyful news at hand. My bosom's lord sits lightly in his throne, and all this day an unaccustomed spirit lifts me above the ground with cheerful thoughts. I dreamt my lady came and found me dead, a strange dream that gives a dead man leave to think, and breathes such life with kisses in my lips that I revived and was an emperor. Oh, me. How sweet is love itself possessed when but love's shadows are so rich in joy. News from Verona. How now, Balthazar? Dost thou not bring me letters from the friar? How doth my lady? Is my father well? How fares my Juliet? That I ask again, for nothing can be ill if she be well. Then she is well, and nothing can be ill. Her body sleeps in Capel's monument, and her immortal part with angels lives. I saw her laid low in her kindred's vault, and presently took post to tell you. Oh, pardon me for bringing these ill news, since you did leave it for my office, sir. Is it even so? Then I defy you, stars. Thou knowst my lodging. Get me ink and paper, and hire post horses. I will hence tonight. I do beseech you, sir, have patience. Your looks are pale and wild, and do import some misadventure. Tush, thou art deceived. Leave me, and do the thing I bid thee do. Hast thou no letters to me from the friar? No, my good lord. No matter. Get thee gone, and hire those horses. I'll be with thee straight. Well, Juliet, I will lie with thee tonight. Let's see for means. Oh, mischief, thou art swift to enter in the thoughts of desperate men. I do remember an apothecary, and hereabouts he dwells, which late I noted in tattered weeds with overwhelming brows, culling of simples. Meager were his looks, sharp misery had worn him to the bones, and in his needy shop a tortoise hung. An alligator stuffed, and other skins of ill-shaped fishes. And about his shelves, a beggarly account of empty boxes, green earthen pots, bladders, and musty seeds, remnants of pack thread, and old cakes of roses were thinly scattered to make up a show. Noting this penury to myself, I said, And if a man did need a poison now, who sailed his present death in Mantua, here lives a caitiff wretch would sell it him. 
Oh, this same thought did but forerun my need. And this same needy man must sell it me. As I remember, this should be the house. Well, being holiday, the beggar's shop is shut. What ho! Apothecary! Who calls so loud? Come hither, man. I see that thou art poor. Hold. There is forty ducats. Let me have a dram of poison. Such soon-speeding gear as will disperse itself through all the veins that the life-weary taker may fall dead, and that the trunk may be discharged of breath as violently as hasty powder fired doth hurry from the fatal cannon's wound. Such mortal drugs I have, but Mantua's law is death to any he that utters them. Art thou so bare and full of wretchedness and fierce to die? Famine is in thy cheeks. Neat and oppression starveth in thine eyes. Contempt and beggary hangs upon thy back. The world is not thy friend, nor the world's law. The world affords no law to make thee rich. Then be not poor, but break it and take this. My poverty, but not my will, consents. I pay thy poverty, and not thy will. Put this in any liquid thing you will, and drink it off. And if you had the strength of twenty men, it would dispatch you straight. There is thy gold. Worse poison to men's souls, doing more murders in this loathsome world than these poor compounds that thou mayst not sell. I sell thee poison. Thou hast sold me none. Buy food and get thyself in flesh. Farewell. Come, cordial, and not poison. Go with me to Juliet's grave, for there must I use thee. Holy from Friskin Friar! <laughs> Brother Ho! This same should be the voice of Friar John. <laughs> Welcome from Mantua. What says Romeo? Or if his mind be writ, give me his letter. Going to find a barefoot brother out one of our order to associate me here in this city, visiting the sick and finding him. The searchers of the town suspecting that we both were in the house where the infectious pestilence did reign, sealed up the doors and would not let us forth, so that my speed to Mantua there was stayed. Who bear my letter then to Romeo? I could not send it. Here it is again. Nor get a messenger to bring it thee. So fearful were they of infection. One happy fortune. By my brotherhood, the letter was not nice, but full of charge of dear import, and the neglecting it may do much danger. Friar John, go hence. Get me an iron crow and bring it straight unto my cell. Brother, I'll go and bring it thee. Now must I to the monument alone. Within three hours will fair Juliet wake. She will beshrew me much that Romeo hath had no notice of these accidents. But I will write again to Mantua and keep her at my cell till Romeo come. Poor living corse, closed in a dead man's tomb. Give me thy torch, boy, hence and stand aloof. Uh, yet put it out, for I would not be seen. 
Under yond yew trees lay thee all along, holding thine ear close to the hollow ground, so shall no foot upon the churchyard tread being loose, unfirm with digging up of graves, but thou shalt hear it. Whistle then to me as signal that thou hearst something approach. Give me the flowers. Girded, do as I bid thee, go. I am almost afraid to stand alone here in the churchyard. Yet I will adventure. Sweet flower, with flowers thy bridal bed I strew. Oh, oh, thy canopy is dust and stones, which with sweet water nightly I will dew. Or, wanting that, with tears distilled by moans, the obsequies that I for thee will keep nightly shall be to strew thy grave and weep. Whistling! <laughs> Whistling jauntily! Whistle! Phew! Whistling again! The boy gives warning something doth approach. What cursed foot wanders this way tonight to cross my obsequies and true love's right? What with a torch, muffle me night awhile. Give me that mattock and the wrenching iron. Hold, take this letter. <clears throat> Early in the morning, see thou deliver it to my lord and father. Give me the light. Upon thy life, I charge thee, whate'er thou hearst or seest, stand all aloof and do not interrupt me in my course. Why I descend into this bed of death is partly to behold my lady's face, but chiefly to take thence from her dead finger a precious ring, a ring that I must use in dear employment. Therefore, hence, be gone. But if thou, jealous, dost return to pry in what I further shall intend to do, by heaven I will tear thee joint by joint, and strew this hungry churchyard with thy limbs. The time and my intents are savage wild, more fierce and more inexorable far than empty tigers or the roaring sea. I will be gone, sir, and not trouble you. So shalt thou show me friendship. Take thou that. Live and be prosperous. And farewell, good fellow. For all this same, I'll hide me hereabout. His looks I fear and his intents I doubt. Thou detestable maw, the womb of death gorged with the dearest morsel of the earth. Thus I enforce thy rotten jaws to open, and in despite I'll cram thee with more food. This is that banished haughty Montague that murdered my love's cousin, with which grief it is supposed the fair creature died. And here is come to do some villainous shame to the dead bodies. I will apprehend him. Stop thy unhallowed toil, vile Montague. Can vengeance be pursued further than death? Condemned villain, I do apprehend thee. Obey and go with me, for thou must die. I must indeed, and therefore came I hither. Good gentle youth, tempt not a desperate man. Fly hence and leave me. Think upon these gone. Let them affright thee. 
I beseech thee, youth, put not another sin upon my head by urging me to fury. Oh, be gone! By heaven, I love thee better than myself, for I come hither armed against myself. Stay not, be gone! Live and hereafter say a madman's mercy bade thee run away. I do defy thy conjurations and apprehend thee for a felon here. Wilt thou provoke me? Then have at thee, boy. I will go call the watch. Oh, I am slain. Oh, if thou be merciful, <coughs> open the tomb, lay me with, with Julia. In faith, I will. Let me peruse this face. Mercutio's kinsman. Noble County Paris. What said my man when my betossed soul did not attend her as we rode? I think she told me Paris should have married Juliet. Said she not so? Or, or did I dream it so? Or am I mad hearing him talk of Juliet to think it was so? Oh, oh, give me thy hand. One rip with me in sour misfortune's book. I'll bury thee in a triumphant grave. A grave? Oh no. A lantern, slaughtered youth, for here lies Juliet. And her beauty makes this vault a feasting presence full of light. Death, lie thou there, by a dead man interred. when men are at the point of death have they been merry which their keepers call a lightning before death oh how may I call this a lightning the honey of thy breath have had no power yet upon thy beauty thou art not conquered beauty's ensign is crimson in thy lips and in thy cheeks 
and death's pale flag is not advancing there. Tybalt, liest thou there in thy bloody sheet? What more favor can I do to thee than with that hand I cut thy youth in twain to sunder his that was thine enemy? Forgive me, cousin. Dear Juliet, why art thou yet so fair? Shall I believe that unsubstantial death is avarice? And that the lean abhorred monster keeps thee here in dark to be his paramour? For fear of that, I still will stay with thee. And never from this palace of dim night depart again. Here. Here will I remain with worms that are thy chambermaids. Oh, here will I set up my everlasting rest and shake the yoke of inauspicious stars from this world-wearied flesh. Eyes, look your last. Arms, take your last embrace. And lips, Oh, you, the doors of breath, seal with a righteous kiss a dateless bargain to engrossing death. Come, bitter conduct. Come, unsavory guide. Thou desperate pilot, now at once run on the dashing rocks thy seasick weary bark. Here's to my love. <gasps> oh, who drew apothecary? Thy drugs are quick. Thus, with a kiss. St. Francis be my speed. Ugh. How oft tonight have my old feet stumbled at graves? Who's there? Here's one, a friend, and one that knows you well. Bliss be upon you. Tell me, good my friend, what torch is yon that vainly lends his light to grubs and eyeless skulls? As I discern, it burneth in Capel's monument. It doth so, holy sir. And there's my master, one that you love. Who is it? Romeo. How long hath he been there? Full half an hour. Go with me to the vault. I dare not, sir. My master knows not, but I am gone hence, and fearfully did menace me with death if I did stay to look on his intents. Stay then. I'll go alone. Fear comes upon me. Oh, much I fear some ill unlucky thing. As I did sleep under this yew tree here? 
I dreamt my master and another fought, and that my master slew him. Romeo! Alack, alack, what blood is this which stains the stony entrance of this sepulchre? What mean these masterless and gory swords to lie discolored by this place of peace? <gasps> Romeo. Oh, pale. Who else? What? Paris, too? And steeped in blood? What an unkind hour is guilty of this lamentable chance. Lady stirs. Oh, comfortable friar. Where is my lord? I do remember well where I should be, and there I am. Where is my Romeo? I hear some noise. Lady, come from that nest of death, contagion, and unnatural sleep. A greater power than we can contradict hath thwarted our intents. Come, come away. Thy husband in thy bosom there lies dead, and Paris, too. Uh, come, I'll dispose of thee among a sisterhood of holy nuns. Stay not to question, for the watch is coming. Come, go, good Juliet. I dare no longer stay. Go, get thee hence, for I will not away. What's here? A cup closed in my true love's hand? Poison, I see, hath been his timeless end. Oh, churl, drink all and left no friendly drop to help me after? I will kiss thy lips. Happily, some poison yet doth hang on them to make die with the restored. Are warm. Uh, lead boy, which way? Yea, noise. Then I'll be brief. Oh, happy dagger. This is thy sheath. There, rust. Let me die. This is the place, there, where the torch doth burn. Uh, the ground is bloody. Search about the churchyard. Go, some of you. Where you find attach. Beautiful sight. Here lies the county's slain. And Juliet bleeding, warm, and newly dead. Who here hath lain with these two days buried? Go, tell the prince. Run to the Capulets, raise up to the Montagues. Some others search. We see on the ground whereon the, these woes do lie. But the true ground of all these piteous woes we cannot without circumstance describe. Here is Romeo's man. 
and found them in the churchyard. Hold him in safety until the prince come hither. Here is a friar, sir, that trembles, sighs, and weeps. We took this mattock and this spade from him as he was coming from this churchyard side. A great suspicion. Stay the friar, too. What misadventure is so early up that calls our person from our morning's rest? What should it be that they so shriek abroad? The people in the street cry Romeo with some Juliet and some Paris, and all run with open outcry toward our, our monument. What fear is this which startles in our ears? Sovereign, here lies the county Paris slain, and Romeo dead, and Juliet dead before, warm and new killed. Search, seek, and know how this foul murder comes. Here is a friar and slaughtered Romeo's man, with instruments upon them, fit to open these dead man's tombs. Oh heavens, oh wife, look how our daughter bleeds. This dagger hath mistaken for... Lo, his house is empty on the back of Montague, and it missheathed in my daughter's bosom. Oh, me? The sight of death is as a bell that warns my old age to the sepulchre. Come, Montague, for thou art early up to see thy son and heir more early down. Unless I leech. My wife is dead tonight. Grief of my son's exile had stopped her breath. What further woe conspires against thine age? Look, and thou shalt see. Oh, thou art taught what madness is in this to press before thy father to a grave. Now, uh, seal up the mouth of outrage for a while till we can clear these ambiguities and know their spring, their head, their true descent. And then will I be general of your woes and lead you even to death. Meantime, forbear, and let mischance be slave to patience. Bring forth the parties of suspicion. I am the greatest, able to do least, yet most suspected, as the time and place doth make against me of this direful murder. And here I stand, both to impeach and purge myself condemned and myself excused. Then say at once what thou dost know in this. I will be brief. <laughs> Romeo, there, dead, was husband to that Juliet, and she, there, dead, that Romeo's faithful wife. I married them, and their stolen marriage day was Tybalt's doomsday, whose untimely death banished the new-made bridegroom from the city, for whom, and not for Tybalt, Juliet pined. You, to remove that siege of grief from her, betrothed, and would have married her perforce to County Paris. Then comes she to me, and, with wild looks, bid me devise some mean to rid her from this second marriage, or in my cell there, would she kill herself? Then I gave her, so tutored by my art, a sleeping potion, which so took effect as I intended, for it wrought on her the form of death. Meanwhile, I writ to Romeo, 
that he should hither come as this dire night, to help to take her from her borrowed grave, being the time the potion's force should cease. But he which bore my letter, Friar John, was stayed by accident, and yesternight returned my letter back. Dumbass. <laughs> then all alone, at the prefixed hour of her waking, came I to take her from her kindred's vault, meaning to keep her closely at my cell till I conveniently could send to Romeo. But when I came, some minute ere the time of her awaking, here untimely lay the noble Paris, and true Romeo, dead. She wakes, and I entreated her come forth, and bear this work of heaven with patience. But then a noise did scare me from the tomb, and she, too desperate, would not go with me, but, as it seems, did violence on herself. All this I know, and to the marriage her nurse is privy. And, if aught in this miscarried by my fault, let my old life be sacrificed some hour before his time, unto the rigor of severest law. We still have known thee for a holy man. Where's Romeo's man? What can he say in this? I brought my master news of Juliet's death, and then in post he came from Mantua to this same place, to this same monument. This letter he early bid me give his father, and threatened me with death going in the vault. I departed not, and left him there. Give me the letter, I will look on it. Where is the county's page that raised the watch? Cyra, what made you master in this place? Uh, he came with flowers to strew his lady's grave, and bid me stand aloof, and so I did. Anon comes one with light to ope the tomb, and by and by my master uh, drew on him, and then I ran away to call the watch. This letter doth make good the friar's words. Their course of love, the tidings of her death, and here, he writes that he did buy a poison of a poor apothecary, and therewithal came to this vault to die and lie with Juliet. Where be these enemies, Capulet Montague? See what a scourge is laid upon your hate, that heaven finds means to kill your joys with love, and I, for winking at your discords too, have lost a brace of kinsmen. All are punished. <laughs> oh, brother Montague, give me thy hand. This is my daughter's jointure, for no more can I demand. I give thee more, for I will raise her statue of pure gold, that while Verona by that name is known, there shall no figure at such rate be set as that of true and faithful Juliet. As rich shall Romeo's by his lady's lie, Poor sacrifices of our enmity. A glooming peace this morning with it brings. The sun, for sorrow, will not show his head. Go hence, to have more talk of these sad things. Some shall be pardoned, and some punished. For never was a story of more woe than this of Juliet and her Romeo.
ladies and gentlemen, the cast and crew of Romeo and Juliet, the sitcom. Romeo. Eric Valdez. Juliet. Olivia Steele. The nurse. Hannah Jane Condell. Friar Lawrence. Dave Morgan. Mercutio. M. Cieto Garcia. Capulet. Randy Strew. Benvolio. Andrew Hackley. Lady Capulet. Rachel Wallace. Paris. Christopher Gilstrap. Tybalt. Chris Dickey. Sam. Anna Rodriguez. Prince Escalus. Paul Bergman. The First Servant. Eric Valdez, again! Gregory. Kyle Garrett. Peter. Aiden Rudd. Balthazar. Matthew Hawking. Montague. Russell Gold. The First Musician. Christopher Gilstrap, again. The Second Servant. Mindy Rast Keenan. The First Watchman. Paul Bergman. Abraham. Walter Mack. Friar John. Gregory Porter. The Page. Jason R. Wallace. The Apothecary. Amber Lee. The Chorus Singers. M. Sierra Garcia. Finn M. K. At your service. The First Citizen. Melissa Bartell. The Second Musician. Susan Evan. Cousin Capulet. Gregory Porter again. Lady Montague. Marty Bringle. The DJ. Landon Bell. The second watchman. Jordan Gottlieb. The third watchman. Swen Halverson. Our writer, William Shakespeare. Er, the name's Wild Bill, Mr. Wild Bill Shakespeare. And don't you forget it. Yeah! Our director, dramaturge, and theme writer-composer, Landon Bell. Our assistant director, Sven Halverson again. Our trailer announcer, Joe J. Thomas. Our DJ setlist musician, give it up for Livo. Lead musician, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Don't live another day unless you make it count. It's someone else that you're supposed to be. And there's someone deep inside of you that still wants out. And shame on you if you don't set it free. And I am Brian Reed. Let's give all these people a big hand. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet the Sitcom was produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2016, Pendant Productions. No part of this production was produced in front of a live studio audience. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.
teach me. I've been in your ward for six months, and you've lollygagged me for the last time. The Sonnets Part 11 is out next month at PendantAudio.com, and I'm still not free of these Sonnets voices. Even if I told you where to find their leader, you won't change anything with that temperament. Sensei, do you know what it's like to have disembodied voices probing your thoughts, implanting their poetic lines into your mind day in and day out? For shame. Deny that thou bearst love to any who for thyself art so unprovident. Grant, if thou wilt, thou art beloved of many, but that thou none lovest is most evident. For thou art so possessed with murderous hate that gainst thyself thou stick'st not to conspire. They're right, you know. You're so consumed by hate that you've forgotten how to love life. Did, did you? Did you hear the voices too, Sensei? My student, haven't you seen all along? I've taught you how to control the sonnets in your head. They are a great power, one you can use to teach others the ways of the bard. That's not good enough. This is my mind. I want it back. Oh, that you were yourself. But, love, you are no longer yours than you yourself here live. Against this coming end, you should prepare. And your sweet semblance to some other give. My sweet semblance? That's exactly what I'm going to give their leader when I find him. If you do this, you'll destroy yourself. If I do, then I do it on my terms. Stop. Don't. Come back. Don't make your ending a tragedy. 